One of the things that a woman like yourself taught me was always be available to help someone else. And in helping someone else, you get connected to someone else that likes to help people. And before you know it, you don't even have to work that hard to find other women that are willing to support you. They're there willing and waiting. So I would say to younger women or to other women to seek it out, but seek it out through service of others. And then once that happens, you'll start to see that there's so many other women that are committed to doing the same as you. Welcome to How Women Inspire, where women lead, invest, and give. I'm your host, Julie Castro Abrams, founder and CEO of How Women Lead and managing partner of the venture firm How Women Invest, feminist, social justice warrior, mother, friend of 50,000 plus badass women, and an expert at helping top executive women get on boards and break down barriers for women entrepreneurs, investors, and social impact activists. In this podcast, we interview women influencers and leaders from across the globe who are in the C-suite, founding companies, investing, and agents of change. We'll share stories of how women lead. We'll provide insights and data, tips you can put into action, and get to know the women who have fiercely and unabashedly stepped into their power in leadership and opened doors for other women like you. We discuss topics ranging from the journey of getting a board seat, how we can counter cultural frameworks that change the way the world views women leaders, what we're doing to close the gender funding gap, and driving equity for women in all aspects of life and career. My goal is that after every episode, you walk away feeling inspired, unstoppable, ready to level up and step into your power and influence. I want to break down the cultural narratives that hold us back collectively and those messy messages you heard that are taking up way too much of your brain space. I want you to know you're invited in because I know that together we can change the culture, change opportunities, and create the future we want for our daughters and sisters and friends. This is our time. Are you in? Welcome to How Women Inspire. Today's guest is the Senior Vice President and the Chief Human Resources Officer for our country's National Equity Fund. She leads talent development and culture and strategic planning and even overseas marketing communications so that they can meet their mission to deliver innovative, collaborative financial solutions and expand the creation and preservation of affordable housing in this country. Thank you so much. She is a brilliant, strong, mission-driven change agent. She's committed today to maximizing the impact of all nonprofits, including hers. And she has a tremendous background. Um, She has an MBA and a master's in human resources from the Keller School of Management and a bachelor's degree in business administration from DeVry University. Jacqueline is also on the board of Norma Workers Comp Insurance Company, and she is also on my board in Chicago. She's one of the first women to raise her hand and say, we need women in Chicago to lead. So she stepped up and said, I will lead with how women lead. Jacqueline Jackson, it is my honor to have you as our guest today and to make sure everybody knows about the brilliant story and your example for the world. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. 
All right, my dear. Can we just start with something fun? When you think about the hard times and the good times, is there a theme song? <laughs> sure. What, what is that song you listen to to get you up? You know, it's uh, it's actually a little uh, religious. It's uh, I'm Gonna Make It by Hezekiah Walker. And the song, he's just talking about like, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on, you're gonna make it and everything's gonna be all right. And it's, it's something I go to when I, I really need some inspiration. Well, in so many ways, you've made it. Jacqueline, you make it look easy, but has it always been easy? Like, tell us a little bit about your story. Like, why do you need to be reminded you're going to make it? I didn't go to school traditionally. I actually was an adult learner and, and it took me, you know, several years to get my bachelor's degree just because I was working and I was a young mom. And as soon as I got my bachelor's degree and thought everything was going to be perfect, I found out I had breast cancer. And so I had to then kind of take my career, had to kind of take a back seat so that I could get healthy and ensure that I'll live around long, a long time. So I needed to be reminded in times that I would make it through whatever challenge that came my way. And that song was one that came to me and I listened to it to this day. Congratulations. And, you know, when, when we all think that life's been, you know, tough mm-hmm. and you meet somebody like you, like, and you're always so kind and so committed, but you've had, it, it hasn't been easy. It wasn't a super simple road for you. What is it that happened in your life? Was it something from your mom or just your own, your own constitution? What is it that gives you that courage, that sense of strength? Yes, you mentioned it. It's my mom was that certainly the first woman I knew to admire. She worked hard for me and my sister, and she had a great career. And then when that wasn't enough, she started her own business and was a small business owner. And so we grew up, me and my sister, to learn that you know you could do things, you could be successful, you could have whatever you wanted as long as you worked hard for it. And she also taught us, don't take no for an answer. So, all um, right. All right. You hear that, everyone? Do not take no for an answer. And you can do whatever it is if you put your mind to it and you just work hard. Absolutely. Um, All right. That's a great starting point for this story that is Jacqueline. Um, But you you didn't say, all right, I'm going to go, you know, make all kinds of money and go work on Wall Street. You actually decided to take your financial, your commitment to financial management and human resources and people and talent. And, and yeah. invest it in housing. So mm-hmm. how did that come about? Why are you so committed to making a difference in the world? And, and what is your vision for that? You know, we all need access to safe and affordable housing, right? And for some of us who's always had it, it comes easy, but there's so many people who don't have access to it. And so here at NEF, where I have the pleasure to work alongside people that are forging that path that are working diligently to provide affordable housing to folks, you know, I I really, I find it a blessing. And, you know, in terms of being connected to a mission, I've always needed to be connected to a mission. I needed to be connected to something bigger than who I am. And so it's certainly something I've done in my career and and, and I'm fortunate to be able to do it in my career and thrive. You know, to have come through the challenges that you've come through and have such a significant role in such an important organization in the country, and then also serve on a corporate board. How did that come about? And how do you juggle that and make sure you don't, you know, you stay healthy, that you keep you keep yourself on a great path? 
you know, I have a great support system and my husband supports me, my family supports me, but I've also found what I like to call or refer to as this pocket of gold, which is other women leaders who support me and surround me, people that you can call when you're having a bad day, folks that you can run ideas around. And that pocket of gold is truly how I see these women. You happen to be in one of those, one of those women. Those are the folks that help me get through day to day and balance it all. And, and also to continue to dream bigger. Yeah. How do you find those women in your life? If they come across you accidentally or, or are you consciously seeking that out? Both. You know, I think that one of the things that a woman like yourself taught me was always be available to help someone else. And in helping someone else, you get connected to someone else that likes to help people. And before you know it, you don't even have to work that hard to find other women that are willing to support you. They're there willing and waiting. So I would say to younger women or to other women to seek it out, but seek it out through service of others. And then once that happens, you'll start to see that there's so many other women that are committed to doing the same as you. So you put out your generous heart and you get it back many times. Many times over. Yeah, the the gold becomes self-generating. But I know about you that you invest in so many other women. Who's actually invested in Jacqueline? Who's invested in you? (laughs) You know, I was fortunate early on. uh, I think about my first mentor in HR. Amelia Don, she was the chief HR and IT officer of SOS Children's Villages. And she was like, you know, she was Puerto Rican. And, and she said she had worked her way up. She wasn't originally from here and taught herself English. And she was like, she was going to help every woman and every woman of color that came across her. And she did just that. She showed me every decision she made. She shared a rationale. She opened up the doors to meetings and events that I might not have gotten into at that stage of my career. And to this day, I always be grateful for that access. Yeah. The way you speak about her, you just light up. And we all, what's your name? First name again? Millie. We all need a Millie. Uh, yeah. We all need a Millie who's in a li- a place in life to say, this is where I'm standing and this is what I'm going to do to make the world Absolutely. a better place. And, and you are part of it. And so we've talked about women uh, that you've helped and that have helped you. Mm-hmm. Um, have there been any male allies in your journey? Oh, yeah. Right now, the current CEO of National Equity Fund, Matthew Riley, he supports me. He's probably my biggest cheerleader. You know, I think about Tim McCormick, the previous CEO of uh, SOS Children's Villages. He was my cheerleader. I've been fortunate to come across men who, you know, wanted to support uh, the women in their life, the women that reported to them or reported right alongside of them. And so, so yeah, I've had, I have men to support me and I, I guess I can't forget my amazing husband. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, that's at least three right there. Is there something about, so we hear so many stories about men who aren't supportive, uh, who have caused challenges for and women as well, right? You know, men and women have equal opportunity, non-supporters as well as supporters. But what do you think it is about those particular men? What is it that they are just more confident? They have more ego strength, so they're not threatened by you, and they want to yeah. see you shine. Like, what do you think is is it that they do? You know, oddly enough, I hate to put the pressure back on women, but. When I think about all three of them, they all had strong mothers and they're married to strong women, intelligent women, right? And so they seen how they don't have to compete or keep us down in that in that sense. But also I do think when I think about the confidence of say Matthew, 
he comes from such a place of, you know, if I can open up a door for you or provide you access to information or knowledge that somehow makes you better or grow, then I'm willing to do it because you being better makes me better. And I really appreciate that. And, and when I've had men, whether they were leaders or colleagues who weren't as open, it was this sort of fear that if they yeah. give you the access, that you would somehow supersede them. So I've been grateful to know the other side. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you know, I've been with my life, my husband for 33 years. And um, so much of it is like, you know, he's got to have enough ego strength to be with a strong woman and not be threatened. And I think that that ladies go find yourself a man who's so strong that he doesn't need to tell anybody. And he (laughs) knows how to just hold the container for you. To me, that's the magic. You are on the executive board of How Women Lead for Chicago. You have a vision to support women leaders in Chicago to step up into positions of even greater power. What do you think should be that call to action for all of us to support women executives to really continue to grow and have the positional authority and power? And why is that important? I'd say first, and and I'll take a page out of your book, make it easy. For every woman at the sound of my voice today, Think about the five women in your network that you don't talk much to or you don't know enough about. Reach out for her, have virtual coffee, meet her for donuts, (laughs) find out what it is she's trying to do or accomplish in her career and life and find out how you can help her. Why is that important? Because we have to support each other first and we have to let each other know that we're open to supporting and helping each other achieve our goals and our dreams. And so if you just think about those five people that are already in your network, maybe you work with them, maybe you worship with them, just think about them and look out to support them. I think we can really all push the needle further. You know, when I first met you, Jacqueline, I have to tell you, so at How Women Lead, we have this credo and you just named it in many ways, right? To be fierce advocates for each other. Mm-hmm. To help each other, to say yes, right? To making introductions and to reinforce her voice when she speaks up. And so for in so many ways, I see you, you know, modeling that for other women. And you're on a couple boards, you're on a corporate board and you're on the How Women Lead board. So can you extend that support of other women leaders and women's development to the board role? And what is your role as a board member and in, in how you make sure that you're asking the right questions and moving that needle even in that role? You know, Julie, I think it's a uh, constant work. You know, it's it's constant evaluation of where we are. How many women did I talk to this week? What's the one woman that I didn't know that I, I reached out to on LinkedIn? I try to spend every end of, at the end of each day evaluating what I've done to support that cause, right? I, I want to, we can sleep when we die, so to speak. I want to make sure that when I retire or when I'm done doing this work, that I can look back and see a number of women whose lives have been enriched because I was able to introduce them to someone they didn't know. I was able to help them with their board bio. I was able to just, you know, be with them and share some of my experiences that that helps them in whatever situation they're facing. Just constantly checking myself because I believe that's that's our purpose in life is is certainly to to help each other. Well, you talked earlier about the gold coming back, right? And so my hope for you is that all of this beautiful goodwill and good work you're doing in the world comes back multiple fold for you. Your legacy is significant. You know, we've talked a little bit about the influence of your mom, but like, what are the leadership skills? that you think have actually propelled you to where you are today? Because as you said, it wasn't it wasn't a, a, the linear journey or a fast journey that a lot of other people may have had. 
You know, certainly uh, I try to be an effective communicator. So much is lost in communication, just not taking the time to think about how someone's communicating with you and how you need to communicate with them. That's why I'm a pro- proponent of the DISC model. You know, you and I talked about that some, some time ago. Uh, being an empathetic leader, right? Not everyone goes through cancer. Not everyone's a single mom or a young mom, but we all have challenges we have to face in our careers, right? And so when people come to me with issues or challenges that they're trying to face, I try to be start off with empathy around what it is they're facing and helping them work through it. And I think that's been pretty effective, but also being assertive when necessary. Being a woman doesn't equal being weak. And so when I need to assert myself or when I need to assert through a different situation, I'm not afraid to do so. Because sometimes you got to have the power or push that power to get things done. Yeah, but you're not a velvet glove. I just know it. I mean, you talked about like, you know, empathy and kindness, but boy, I would think anybody on the opposite side of that push would be like, well, of course, Jacqueline, I want to do anything that you say. And and I love those lessons. Uh, Be really careful in how you communicate and thoughtful and be empathetic, but be strong. And don't ever, ever, ever take no for an answer. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, you've given us, you've given us so many good life lessons to hang our hats on. What is your current aspiration and goal? Like, where are you going to be five years from now? Ooh, five years from now, I definitely want to be sitting on a corporate board that aligns with the type of goals and missions that are important to me in business. And I certainly, I'm sure I will have expanded past just being a chief of human resources, you know, chief of strategy is, is something that I aspire to one day, perhaps even CEO. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, CEO to be Jacqueline. Um, uh, how can people find you if they want to connect with you? Are you up for introductions? I am. So I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. So it's Jacqueline.Jackson at LinkedIn. And uh, please feel free to connect. Yeah. So if you're looking for a board member who has deep expertise as a leader, a listener, a communicator, and in human resources and in finance and in housing, Jacqueline may be your gal. I, just a last couple words, sort of like what you know. What would you use two words to describe you? What are what are the best uh, the best words for us to think about when we think about you? I would say grateful and competitive. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I yes. love that. So Jacqueline, I can't wait to see your vision for you and for the women of Chicago really unfold. Thank you very much for your time today on this in this conversation. And for all of you, I hope that you've gotten a sense of you know what it looks like to be that beautiful, loving, a bright light of gold after going through some challenges. It clearly has both made you stronger, but more empathetic and have a big commitment to the world. So thank you very much, Jacqueline, for all of your leadership given me a lot of inspiration today. And, and we can only hope that other people are emulating your you and, and you as a role model. So have a beautiful day, everyone. If you would like to hear another podcast like this, go to howwomenlead.com and we will send you uh, podcast episodes when they come out. You can also go onto Instagram or LinkedIn at howwomenlead, all one word. I look forward to seeing all of you in the boardroom. I look forward to seeing you having an impact uh, and never, ever, ever take no for an answer. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of How Women Inspire. And because your inspiration should not stop when this podcast ends, head over to our website, howwomenlead.com. Follow us on LinkedIn at How Women Lead and subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app to find out how you can 
proactively take charge and step into your power through our workshops and activism in our loving network. We want to propel you. See you next time, ladies. And remember to be unabashedly visible.